Blog Talk Radio. Glamour Fearless, Diva Talk Radio. Honey, love has come and gone, and we are moving on. Are you ready to dance with us, baby? Come on. Hello, Divas! Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to Diva Talk Radio, the only diabetes radio game show dedicated to women. I'm your host, Mr. Divabetic, and I'm on my quest to glamorize good health and guide you through our whirlwind of education, information, and inspiration. Today's show is inspired by the Grammy Award-winning Alicia Keys, and you're going to want to stay tuned because at the end of the show, I'll be announcing our Phrase of the Month, which gives you an opportunity to win some fabulous prizes. Now remember, if you have any questions or comments, please call in at 347-215-8551 or visit our website, divabetic.org. In the meantime, it's time to meet three of the most delicious divas I know. I call them the, diabetes, the Charlie's Angels of Diabetes Outreach. Ooh la la. Please welcome Jessica Isler from Norfolk, Virginia, Judy Wilcox from Hollywood, Florida, and Neva White from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hello, Angels. Hello, Max. Hello, Hello Max. Hello, and Neva White. I hear there's something really spectacular going to be happening in October. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Definitely. Diva Bedic, Philadelphia. It's going to be on Saturday, October the 15th at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. It's going to be in our Jefferson Alumni Hall building from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., and we are calling all divas to be in attendance. We're going to be talking about the golden rules from the Golden Girls of Diabetes Self-Management. So we want you to come out, bring a friend, bring your sisters, bring your next-door neighbor, bring everybody. To register, we want you to call 1-800-JEFF-NOW. I love it. I'm so looking forward to returning because this is going to be our second annual event in Philadelphia, again, at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital. Thank you for joining us, Neva. And Angels, I know that Judy Wilcox just got back from the AADE in Las Vegas, and because of that, I've been reading the paper every single day. And according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, they have found that there's a link between watching TV like the Golden Girls and type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and premature death. According to this study, more than two hours of TV watching each day increases your risk for diabetes and heart disease. What do you guys want to have to say about that? Well, for every two extra two hours of TV, your risk of diabetes increases by 20%. If you were just to take those two hours and turn it into two hours of exercise, you could decrease your risk. You could increase your blood flow and increase your circulation. Think of it, Max. You could be doing something like chair exercise, dancing with a boa, or even with your feather duster. I love it. And, you know, Jessica, a lot of people love to munch when they're doing TV viewing. Yeah. So what's yeah. that about? 
Well, I, I mean, I think the study is really compelling because it actually looks at not, it's not just one study. It actually is a study that looks at eight different studies that looked at TV viewing and linked it to increased risk for diabetes and heart disease and premature death. So it should be really compelling for all of us and make us kind of think twice. And I think the take-home here is, you know, yes, what Judy was um, talking about initially, it's, it's a lot of sedentary activity. We're just sitting and sitting and sitting. But also think of what else we do when we eat or when we watch TV. It's eating a lot of the times. And, you know, when you're snacking or eating, while, you know, can be a huge problem, it's often just mindless eating and you eat much, much more than you should or intended to because you're not really paying attention to your body's hunger or satiety cues. And, you know, to that end, I also want people to think of this not just TV but also screen time, what we're doing when we're surfing the Internet. You can best you know, eating often goes hand-in-hand in hand with that. So really, you know, make a vow. You know, if you're going to be eating, let's do it at the kitchen table, the dining room table. Let's not do it in front of a screen. And, um, you know, going back to what Judy was saying, let's make TV viewing a little bit more active. Uh, when we used to travel around the country with Makeover Your Diabetes, we taught everyone a commercial quickies routine that you could take advantage of the commercial um, time when you're watching shows and get up and start moving. So, you know, think about ways to problem solve around the negative aspects of TV viewing, TV viewing and definitely try to cut back like, um, you know, the American Medical Association uh, really recommends less than two hours a day. I love it. And Neva, do you have any comments to make? I agree. I think that's a great idea. I think using commercial time to work out. I always tell people, listen, if you're going to eat in front of the television, pick a 30-minute program. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so at least there's an end, right? <laughs> or get up and exercise for five minutes while during the commercial. Just get up and walk in place. Yeah. Well, I think those are all great tips. And if you do watch a lot of TV, I know people watch more than two to three hours a night. Your risk is going to increase. So instead of watching TV, I say why not listen to some of the Diva, Bedic, uh, Diva Talk Radio podcasts? <laughs> then we Very can walk good. around and, do, uh, and exercise too. I'm like one of my favorite divas who's coming up later in the show. But right now, everybody, it's time for Food Isle Face Off. Let's get ready to rumble! We're going to compare two similar food products tonight that you find in your grocery aisle and learn which one's the better option with the help of the wonderful and delicious Judy Wilcox, a registered dietitian. Ready, Judy? I am ready because I'm thinking indulgence and it's summer and we want something cool and creamy and a spoonful of sugar-free can go a long way, Max. All right, so that's why you're going to be comparing tonight frozen yogurt versus Zorbe. Well, after I looked and I looked at all of my very favorites, of course I looked at Pinkberry, which was 30 grams of carbohydrates and a half a cup, and I looked at um, all varieties of different sorbets. Sorbets are just made out of some kind of fruit and sugar added to them, and frozen yogurt has a, a little more carbohydrates because it's made with milk and sugar. So if I was going to compare the two, I think I would probably pick the sorbet. But, you know, since I was at AADE, I got to grab my favorite carton and spoon up a favorite spoon of my favorite treat, and I got to try my favorite new sorbet, which is Clemmy Sugar-Free. It only has about four to six net carbs per serving, and that way you could get a real spoon of your favorite treat. And after all, Max, remember... Another indulgence to think about is that calories burn faster in hell, and if you go to Screams Ice Cream in Hell, Michigan, you could really get a treat because 
calories burn faster there. But I would have to say, hands down, probably the sugar-free sorbet would be my favorite. Would be the, and that would make a, do- a dog's tail wag, I'm sure, just like we're hearing the barking. So I would sorbet say is that the would... ultimate winner. Thank you, Judy, for being a part of that. Straight ahead, it's time for Dining Out with a Dietitian. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Hey, Max. You know, um, I've been craving Mexican food lately, so tonight I thought you would help our listeners become better eaters, not perfect eaters, by ordering off the menu at one of my favorite fast food restaurants, Chipotle. One of my favorites, too. Now, I do go here all the time, I I would like to tell our listeners, and I have to tell you, I'm so bored with chicken. So I know Chipotle has several different types of protein I could have my burrito with. Will you help guide me through some of those options? Sure, absolutely. And I just I want to say too, going to the Chipotle is not is a really great choice because they their motto is you know food with integrity. They have a lot of sustainably raised food. They support family farms. A lot of the you know their animal products come from animals that are raised without additional antibiotics or hormones. So um, you know when you're looking at you know places to go for great protein, the meat there is is really going to be um, definitely better quality than a lot of other fast food restaurants. So. Let's get down to the choices there. If you're building a burrito, you have basically the choice of three different meats. You've got chicken, which you're bored of, and I don't blame you, um, steak and pork, which are the carnitas, and then they also do a shredded beef, which is that barbacoa. It's a little bit spicy. But a lot of times people will think hands down chicken's the way to go. It's definitely always the best choice. In this case, actually, whatever meat you get, they give you about four ounces in a burrito, and the calories are very similar. It's only about 20-calorie difference between the shredded beef and the other meats. So it's it's not a big difference as far as calories, saturated fat, and fat go. Um, the chicken actually ends up having the most cholesterol out of all four of those choices, but it is lower in sodium than the red meat choices, than the shredded beef or the steak. So truly, you know, if you're bored with chicken, I'm all for going with whichever of the other three options you would like to have. And, you know, having some variety helps you to not get bored. And um, in this case, they do have lean choices of meat, and they're they're all fine choices. Um, Then you just have to think about what you're building, you know, the rest of your burrito out of and to make sure that you're making it as healthy as it can be. And is um I mean I do like to have beans with my burrito. I'm sure a lot of people are always wondering like black beans versus red beans, beans with rice. What's that all about? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing here when you know you were especially for ordering at Chipotle is pick just one of the starches. So instead of beans and rice, just go with beans or rice. And so you're saying beans say, are a starch? Beans are a starch, but they also give you some protein, and that's why my suggestion would be to choose the beans over the rice um, if you're picking one starch. But then in the, now and again, rice is fine as well, but the beans are going to be more nutritious for you, a little bit more fiber, more pro- well, actually a lot bit more fiber, um, uh, protein as well. And, and whether you go with the black beans or the pinto beans, they're, you know, pretty similar as far as, um, you know, nu- nutrition, nutritional values. So either are fine, but one or the other as far as the starch goes. And then, you know, really be, of course, mindful about what you're putting on top of that. I say if you want that a kind of creamy texture and taste, go with the guacamole on top instead of sour cream and cheese because, of course, that gives you a little bit more fat 
but healthy fat and, um, you know, much better for you overall. And I know that you share that every month in our Diva Wire, our free e-newsletter. And if you want to find out more of Jessica's tips and advice, please sign on to it at divabetic.org. Right now, though, I'm not only getting hungry, I want to meet another diva. So I'm ready to pass the boa. Hello, diva. Oh, hello, diva. It's time to pass the boa and show us your new attitude. All right, let's meet tonight's diva, diabetes numerology game contestant, a real-life diva who's touched by diabetes, Elsie from Beverly Hills, California. Hi, Elsie. Welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor to be a part of this show. And you're calling in from Texas tonight, right? You're not in Beverly oh, Hills? I'm, no, I'm in hot Texas working on a, launching a play here, and I'm it's hot. <laughs> and what play are you launching? It's a play that will come back to New York off Broadway. It's Lukewarm Saints, the Bible study, and my former colleagues here wanted me to do it here since I came here for a high school reunion. So I just went to view the theater today, and I think we're going to be opening it here soon. So I'll be here working. <laughs> well, break a leg. You really are a diva. And, you know, Beverly Hills is all about stars and stargazing. And I heard you ran into one of our favorite stars. You actually got to meet him, and we're talking about the one and only Luther Vandross. Tell us how you met Luther. Oh, my God. It was probably about 12, I think about 12 years ago, I went to my first Luther show, and I had this card prepared. I wanted to give him to inspire him and encourage him about, you know, being ill and to pray and those kinds of things. And So I left the card, and the guy said, well, do you have an address? Cause she might. I said, well, all that's not necessary, but I ended up doing that. And Luther being Luther that he it was, he's just so sweet and kind. He makes an appearance at my house to, to thank me for thinking about him because I guess, you know, a lot of people don't realize celebrities really do need um, to know that people actually care about them, not just about what they do. And that was his whole thing. And at the time, I was quite ill. I, I was um, really suffering bad from Graves' disease. I had a hyperthyroid and was very, very tiny and very ill. And I had told him in the car that I was coming in to see him, but I was very, very ill. A friend had brought me out that night, and uh, I didn't know if I was going to live or not from having Graves' disease. It had been undiagnosed for so long. But that's how I met him and just became really good friends with him. And he just a wonderful, was a wonderful, wonderful person. And your diagnosis to Diva Story continues from that because you have made health choices. You've had some other is health issues, correct, in the past? Yes, I certainly have. I certainly have. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, a couple other things I had was um, – having um, breast cancer, um, and I, that went, came right after the thyroid disease. Um, something hormonal happens when you have thyroid disease, and it can take you right into uh, breast cancer. It was minimal and, and uh, quickly caught, so therefore I just had to have a lumpectomy and radiation, which was really devastating to my body. So um, that and along with you know, other challenges that I face from domestic violence uh, prior to all those events happening in my body. It just seems like my body was breaking down all of a sudden. 
And um, thank you for sharing that. Can you tell people what what should they do if they're experiencing domestic violence? Well, the thing that I, I know most, mine occurred during the 70s and 80s when when really we were in, living in Texas at the time, and it didn't matter that you called the authorities to come out. They didn't do anything back in the day, just told you that you couldn't make your husband leave his home and there are the kids and I were really suffering in the home. And so all I could do was just try to get a plan together for myself and, and to be able to take my kids. And so in so doing, I had to leave everything behind and find a family who would take us in. And I had five sons, and we had to be rescued by someone in order to come out of it. Otherwise, there was nothing else to do back in those days when, you couldn't have your husband leave, and he even even though he went to jail, he went only for like a four hour period and was right back at the door and and it was nothing more to do and in, in that case, the last time I lost my eyesight for over two years, I was blind uh, from the beatings that I took that caused trauma to my head and eyes, and so I had to function with my kids with no eyesight for quite a time, but I just encourage women to. Make a plan, tell somebody for sure, and if that somebody is not listening, find someone else and really, really get out because it is the best thing you could ever do for your children and for yourself. Well, I so appreciate you for sharing that. If anyone has any issues or concerns or wants to comment on this, they could always contact me through divabetic.org. And, Elsie, thank you for sharing that again. I want to uh, help help us now raise awareness for diabetes and play our fabulous diabetes numerology game. Are you ready to do that? Yes. All right, so here's how the diabetes numerology game works. I'm going to read aloud a random blood sugar value along with a related situation. Then I'll ask you to tell us how you would deal with the situation. Next, the Angels of Outreach will discuss your solution and share tips. Remember, if you're playing along with us tonight in Elsie, please keep in mind that one solution doesn't work for everyone. Check with your doctor to find out what your specific game plan should be and visit divabeck.org for free diabetes numerology game books. Now, because you're a Luther fan, Elsie, and Luther wrote so many love songs, your diabetes numerology game is loosely based on the world's most famous matchmaker, Dolly Levi, and the musical Hello, Dolly. So, your random blood glucose value is 53, and we know you're not living with diabetes, so your situation is you're helping your sister get ready for a blind date, and she's the one who has a 53. How would you help your sister? Okay. My sister would then, I guess her blood sugar would be low, so she would probably need to take some sips of orange juice maybe to elevate it up to uh, like a 70 level or so. That's what I feel. All right, let's find out how you did with the Charlie's Angels of Outreach. Jessica. I think that is perfect, and I love the way that you said sips of orange juice and not, you know, a whole gallon of orange juice because, exactly, we don't want to raise her to 200. We just want to get her blood sugar to a safe level, um, and generally 15 grams of carbohydrate is all she needs, which is in four ounces of juice or four glucose tabs. Um, So I think it's great that, you know, you being the sister of someone living with diabetes in this scenario knows what to give someone um, that's having a low blood sugar reaction. And for all of those divas out there, um, you take this numerology game as a moment to uh, 
inspire and help you educate your entourage um, so that everybody around you does know what to give you if you're having a low and also make sure they know what you look like or what you may be acting like when you have a low blood sugar mixture they understand how to recognize the signs and symptoms of a low blood sugar, as well as how to check your blood sugar in case um, you are having a low. Um, you know, and sometimes what can happen, Elsie, is that someone can get a little bit combative when they're having a low blood sugar. So in your scenario, it doesn't seem like that was the case. But um, if someone is combative and is, is arguing with you that they don't want to check or they don't want to treat their blood sugar, um, you know, chances are your hunch that they might be low is correct. And so even more reason to try to persuade them to check their blood sugar. Oftentimes if you just say, well, okay, fine, I might be wrong, just check it for me anyways, they may give in. Um, and if, you know, if that's not the case, you may have to be prepared to call, you know, for medical assistance, call 911 if the low blood sugar is continuing to get lower or you're not having any success with helping them treat it. But um, great job, way to go. That You definitely picked the right thing to give her to help her blood sugar come up and help send her on her date. In, uh, in a good way. <laughs> and Judy, what do you have to share? Well, I would say that it's really important that you share all that information with your family because you might have something called hypoglycemic unawareness and not be able to tell somebody that you're having a low blood sugar. So if they kind of know the symptoms about when you're going, your blood sugars are starting to drop, they'll know what to do. And also helping to educate them where to check your blood sugar because there's a lot of alternative site testing. And when you're having a low blood sugar, I would definitely check on fingers because that's going to show the most current blood sugars and um and make a plan having a plan in place really helps a lot you know it could make a big difference for that person because they might be kind of nervous too like what's happening to you and and that and they really want to care for you and neva can you just qualify one thing for us i know she mentioned uh getting it up to a 70 so it's 53 a low blood sugar and what would be a normal blood sugar range Yes, yeah, 53 is a low blood sugar, and we always look at blood sugar based on what you did before you took your blood sugar. So usually before you eat, if it's been eight hours before you eat, we're looking at a blood sugar of 70 to 130. If it's two hours from the start of a meal, we're looking for a blood sugar that is uh, under 180. One of the things that I was thinking about, I know a lot of times when people are getting themselves uh, ready for an event or they're, you know, doing something like your sister going on a blind date, she may have forgotten to eat. So sometimes if yeah. you just remind people to eat because of all the things, and then sometimes when you go out you never know when you're going to eat. So she may want to also carry some emergency glucose just in case. Okay. Well, that's a great tip. And Elsie, for playing along with Diabetes Numerology tonight and helping us raise diabetes awareness in a fun new way, you're going to get a free subscription to Diabetes Health Magazine, plus many more gifts and prizes, all packed in your own Divabetic tote bag. Oh, exciting. (laughs) And don't don't forget that free pint of Clemmy's ice cream. (laughs) Right, from Food Face-Off. And and. We want to help you feel like a diva, so we're going to have one of our favorite celebrity makeup artists call in with a delicious diva tip. Oh, great. Hello, it's Diva Talk Radio. Is this my celebrity makeup artist, Kiana, on the line? 
It is. Hello, Max. <laughs> Hi, Kiana. I know you're the owner and CEO of divastatus.com, uh, com, a company dedicated to helping women find their inner diva. And we want to do that for Elsie today because she has gone so far in overcoming so many different things in her life. So please help us out. Absolutely. Well, first I'm going to start with today's tip for Elsie, which is, and the rest of our divas, travel light looking right. As divas, we are always on the move, and in the summer we tend to be much more active, whether we're driving down to the beach, cruising the Caribbean, or just heading to a backyard cookout. But the last thing a diva wants is her makeup withering away. With ridiculously high temperatures this summer in particular and multiple activities, one of the best tips I could give any of my clients for the summer is less is more. Diva status trends for summer beauty are fresh-faced and natural with eyes or lips that pop. So try a tinted moisturizer for normal to dry skin or a light-pressed powder if you have oily skin, and don't be afraid to step outside the box with a little bit of color this summer. Pinks and corals are especially pretty, and they look good on just about any skin tone. You'll be pleasantly surprised with how a little bit of color can brighten up your face, your wardrobe, and your day. Also, Elsie, we're going to give you a full-size Diva Status Luxury Lipstick in shade Diva, which is so appropriate. The formula was launched as part of our summer collection, and it is packed with antioxidants and instantly revitalizes and nourishes your lips. You are going to love it. All right, and for people listening, they could go to MyDivaStatus.com to find out more about Kiana's wonderful line of makeup. Thank you so much for being part of the show, Kiana. Thank you for having me, Max. Now it's time to meet one of my favorite divas, Mama Rosemary. All right, we're here with Mama Rosemary, and it's time for our Mother Your Diabetes tip. Hello, Mama Rosemary. Hello, Max. How are you tonight? I'm wonderful. Thank you for joining the show. You're welcome. Um, I have a tip for you for August, and I'd love to share with everybody. Um, my tip for August is to help you minimize pain when you're checking your blood sugar. Wash your hands in warm water before you check it, or just shake your arms at your side to increase circulation in your fingers. I recommend using a lancing device on the side of the fingertips where there are fewer nerve endings. Remember to rotate your fingers too. That will help minimize your pain. Or you could test from any part of your body. Make it your routine to check your glucose level daily. And um, I want to... Add to that that one of our favorite devices is the multi-clicks from AccuCheck. We've tested that in our Diva Better Club in New York, and the women love that Lancing device. So that's a really great device if you're looking for something. Again, it's AccuCheck multi-clicks. Uh, Mama Rosemary, I also know that you've dealt with helping someone with low blood sugar before as well, have you not? Yes, Elsie, I have also had a personal history of helping someone with low blood sugar. Just be sure you're there for them, and as you, as Jessica said, you had the right um, choice by giving sips of orange juice. And the main thing is just to be sure that you're there, you're encouraging them, and um, um, just be just lovingly helping them. 
All right. And listeners, if you want more of our Mother Your Diabetes tips, please visit divabetic.org or sign up for our free e-newsletter, The Diva Wire. Thanks, Mom, for being a part of the show. You're welcome. And coming this November is a blockbuster month in Divabetic history. We're going to be doing four or five shows in the entire month of November during Diabetes National Diabetes Awareness Month. Please go to our website, divabetic.org, to get all those event details, including the one Neva White mentioned earlier at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital on Saturday, October 15th. Now it's time for my Diva Inspiration of the Month. Her name is Alicia Keys. She's an award-winning musician, writer, and singer, and she's been playing the piano since she was seven and writing songs since she was 11. But believe it or not, it took years for her to make her first record, Alicia Keys' Song in A Minor, because she wanted to make music on her terms, and she wanted to sound like herself and be herself. So... Alicia ha- seems to have the toughness to get through the streets, but she also ha- she's also woman enough to know her own worth, and that's what we want to inspire you. So we salute Alicia Keys for celebrating 10 years in music making uh, for the divas and the dudes out there. And if you want to enjoy Alicia Keys' songs in an A minor, then go to DivaBetic's Facebook fan page, like us, and mention the phrase, Gotta Find the Strength in Me from her lovely song, Superwoman. And at the end of the month, we'll randomly select a Facebook fan who who mentions the phrase to receive our official DivaBetic t-shirt and our Alicia Keys song in A minor, 10th anniversary special edition, compliments of Sony Music. Now, it's time to say it's the end of the show, and I want to thank all my listeners and all my guests for being a part of the show tonight and urge you to remember that every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. <laughs>